You heard how it went down. Now time to sum it all up. This is Bucks Talk, presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. He's going to dribble it before he hands it off to Wigginton. Wigginton right back to Thanasis, who takes flight with a big two-hand slam. Recap everything you need to know about this game right now. As the final horn sounds, we are done with the regular season here in 2022. On to the playoffs. Now, here's your host, your analyst, and your MC for the evening. Make some noise! Justin Garcia. All right, it was almost deja vu all over again. An entertaining finish. There were some troubling aspects, but we do have to keep in mind. No Chris Middleton. No Drew Holiday. No Joe Ingles. And uh, no George Hill. I mean, when you look at that 28 number in the turnovers column, It's certainly too much, and it is the most in an NBA game this season, 28. The Raptors have had their name near the top of that quite a bit this season. They forced 27 against the Suns one week ago. That was previously the most, and now they forced 28 against the Bucs tonight for the most in the NBA. But the Bucs' size, simply the difference. That, and oh, by the way, having Giannis proves to be too much despite despite allowing a 21-point lead to evaporate. The Bucks make enough plays down the stretch. The polar opposite of what we saw one week ago in Chicago, and tonight the Bucks do just enough to win this one. It helps to have Giannis, but a big shot from Grayson Allen as well, sending the Bucks to this victory tonight. And as we mentioned, all the doom and gloom, all the what's going to happen to the Bucks, all the chatter, that we heard about earlier in the week of are there issues going on here? I saw a lot, a lot of after Christmas Day, after that loss to the Bulls. Well, before you know it, this team is probably going to be six or seven games back of the Boston Celtics. And yet here they are, one game back, despite 69 minutes total. Giannis, Chris, and Drew have played together this season. One game out of the top spot, not just in the East, in the NBA, thanks in large part to Giannis. 855-616-1620, the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. Another incredible performance from Giannis. We gave away some of these accolades and where he ranks on the network postgame show, but they, they are worth repeating. We'll dive into all the things Giannis has accomplished in this stretch and just how rare what he's doing is in the 76-year history of this league. We'll get you up to speed on the greatness of Giannis when we return on Bucks Talk. One hundred four, one hundred one, overtime final. The Bucks take down the Toronto Raptors in overtime tonight. And again, we're going to keep repeating this: thirty points, twenty-one rebounds, ten assists from Giannis. It is only the second time in Bucks franchise history, less than sixty years of basketball. Only the second time we have seen a player have a triple-double with 30 or more points, 20 or more rebounds, 10 or more assists. It is only the 40th time in the history, 76 years, 
of NBA basketball, really 75 and a half seasons that we've seen fully completed here, 40 times that stat line in a triple-double has occurred, and now Giannis has one of those 40 instances. It's a nightly basis where we continue to say, well, nobody's done this since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The last few years, the conversation we always had was, Giannis has done something that's never happened before in franchise history, or Giannis has done something that the only other players in franchise history to have done this, or player to have done this, is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's expanded beyond that to the point where he is doing things on a nightly basis now that we are continually reminding you. Well, the only players that have done this, think about how many times we've uttered these two names on this show, on the Bucks Radio Network, on Bucks Weekly, on Bucks Shoot Around, you talking with your friends. Think about how many times you've uttered the names of Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor. That's the company that Giannis is keeping now with what he is doing statistically. He is a walking stat line. And that's the good. The bad is you'd like to see this come down. You didn't really want to play Giannis 40 minutes in night two of a back-to-back. You don't really want Giannis to have to score nearly 33 points a game. You don't want Giannis to constantly have to be a 30-20 guy. But it's just where this team is right now as they continue to navigate this season without one really big piece consistently in Chris Middleton. And the last stretch here, two really big pieces in Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. George Hill, you've played without for most of these last two or three weeks as well. Joe Ingles, you had. No Joe Ingles, I should say. uh, You had played without for the first couple of months of this season. Really, the only guy that's been able to stay on the floor consistently has been Bobby Portis. And then Pat Connaughton since his return. Giannis as well. That's basically the trio of guys you've been in Brooke Lopez. How dare we undersell him there? But that's it. That's the group you've consistently known. These guys will be on the floor. The usage rate is way too high for Giannis. He's statistically carrying you to the finish line. It is going to get better. When this team gets healthy, he's going to get some rest, finally. But for the time being, unfortunately, this is what you need. And and like we just finished saying a couple of minutes ago, it's not all doom and gloom. I understand this team is not complete. This team has flaws. Every other team in the league does. You know, this isn't 2016 or 17, 18. This isn't the Golden State Warriors. This isn't that team that's waiting for you with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant where it's just, well, who's playing for second? There are a lot of teams that have a chance to win an NBA championship, and this team has just as good a chance as anyone. You'd like for things to look a little better. You'd like for some more consistency. You'd like the shooting to start to come around. Certainly like for the defense to start to come around. But again, all of this hinges on this team being healthy. And in terms of what does the team need most, look, it's it's pretty simple what every team in this league needs. You need big wings and you need shooting. The Bucks need that. The Nets need that. The Cavs certainly need that. The Sixers need that. The Celtics maybe need it less than those other teams. But every single team, hey, what do you need? Well, you can never have enough shooting. You can never have enough big wings that are versatile. Every team needs that. In terms of doing a deep dive on, well, who should the Bucks trade for? What do they need? It's way too early. I know the trade deadline is rapidly approaching to be a month away. But it's just tough to say, what is the biggest weakness of this team until you see this team for an extended period of time healthy? 
So you get a deep enough run of Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and Giannis and Brooke Lopez and Joe Ingles to see how he fits in with an entire group. Until you get a good look at that group, we don't really know. And it's just 69 minutes that that trio has played together this season. Giannis, Chris, and Drew. And yet here they are, 25-13, and 13, when all was seemingly lost, if you pay attention to social media, 10 days ago, a week ago, they're a game out of first place. 855-616-1620 is the number to join us tonight on Bucks Talk. When we return, we will get to the turning points of tonight's game. Oh, there were quite a few turning points. We'll reveal it after this on Bucks Talk. Bucks survive in Toronto. It was really starting to feel like deja vu all over again and what we saw one week ago tonight in Chicago when it was a 13-point lead with five minutes left. That, uh, that went by the wayside as the Bucks fell in overtime to the Bulls. You started to get the not again feeling when this was up to 21 with four minutes left. And before you know it, we're in overtime. But tonight it's the Bucks that are able to hit those shots and make those plays down the stretch, something they did not do a week ago, and get the win. Both games of the back-to-back, they are victorious in. It's their first of three back-to-backs in the month of January and this is a much different schedule than you had in December, as we mentioned quite a few times. The Charlotte Hornets, third-worst record in basketball. They come to Milwaukee on Friday, and you got a lot of teams in the midpoint of the conference, really all the way until the very end of the month. But you got a big game with the Denver Nuggets, but it is in Milwaukee, and another big one against the Pelicans, who you already beat. That will also be played in Milwaukee, and there may not be Zion Williamson in that game. So things... All things considered, despite the health issues, despite the fact that we don't know when Chris Middleton is going to make his return, 69 minutes total played between Giannis, Drew, and Chris. 69 minutes together, total minutes with that trio on the floor together this season. Despite all that, by the time the game is over against the Hornets on Friday night, you could be back in first place with the best record in basketball. But again... This one went to overtime. We didn't think we'd need that because of all the twists and turns we saw along the way in the fourth quarter. Time to take a look at tonight's turning point of the game. The moment it all turned around for better or worse. This is the turning point of the game. So it was 90-69, a 21-point lead with just under four minutes left. Really what felt like the turning point, the first turning point, was Fred Van Vliet's deep three-pointer that made this 90-75. to And I think Dave Kane even said, well, it's only 15. You're starting starting to get some of those vibes that we saw a week ago in Chicago. This one's not over yet. Like, okay. Still double digits at a minute left. Absolutely remarkable. You're up 12 with exactly one minute left on the clock after a Scotty Barnes layup. But the turning point really seemed to be the Grayson Allen foul. Upgraded to a flagrant one. Gary Trent makes a three. It makes it a six-point game. He hits the free throw on the flagrant, and then Scotty Barnes gets a layup. And you go from up 10 with one minute left, up 21 with four minutes left, to a three-point game with basically just the shot clock remaining. You could even point to the Bobby Portis. No call as a turning point because... That gave the Raptors and Gary Trent Jr. a chance to send it to overtime. 
and we could point to Grayson Allen. There were so many twists and turns in this game, but really it started with that flagrant that kept that door wide open for the Raptors to send it to overtime, but ultimately it's the Bucks securing this win, making the biggest plays down the stretch, and winning on a night when you see the Brooklyn Nets winning streak finally come to an end, when the Boston Celtics were idle one night after an embarrassing 33-point loss to the Shea Gilgis-Alexander-less Oklahoma City Thunder, and you nearly got some help as well uh, from the Phoenix Suns and uh, from the Indiana Pacers, if, if you could have gotten those two to win. Cavaliers are all of a sudden down to 25 and 15. Sixers are 23 and 15. But this Eastern Conference, it's what we thought we would have seen earlier in the season, and now it's starting to come to fruition. One through five, separated by two and a half games. Celtics, Bucks, Nets, Cavs, and to 76ers. And there's no indication that that top five, other than the order, is going to change. The New York Knicks currently six, but we've seen the Knicks, the Pacers, the Heat, the Hawks, all of those teams. Those four teams have seemingly traded off. Who's sixth? The Raptors at times. The Wizards were up there earlier. One through five is pretty well set. It's just who's going to get that final playoff spot and who are going to be the play-in tournament teams. That's really the question in the Eastern Conference. In the West, one through three is separated by a half game, and one through ten is separated by six and a half. There is a lot of talent in the league this season. Uh, And look, another game where Giannis does what he does, another 30-20-10 game, another 30-20 game for Giannis, another game with 30 points, period. When we come back, we've talked about just how incredible what he is doing is, but across the board, I touched on this a little bit on the pregame show, the offense we've seen in the league this season has been absolutely off the charts. I do want to share a couple of those numbers. And it's January. We're finally out of December. It's still a little early, but the fact that we are in the calendar year of 2023 means we can finally start to entertain the conversation about three letters. We'll do that after this on Bucks Talk. overtime score in Toronto. The Bucs get past the Raptors. They go perfect on the first of three back-to-backs, not just in January, but three back-to-backs in two weeks. So you have this tonight. I mentioned you'll have another one next week. So after you play the Hornets on Friday, the really, really bad Charlotte Hornets, you get two days off, thankfully. This team... You had it after the uh, Christmas Day game against the Boston Celtics, but it felt like an eternity prior to that when you had more than one day off. Now you get it again, Saturday and Sunday off. But the cost of that is you hit the road for a week and you got another back-to-back. So you have this back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday. You have another one next Wednesday, Thursday, And then you have your third back-to-back in January, the following Monday, Tuesday. To get this tonight, with no Chris, no Drew, I would assume 
first and foremost, we kind of talked about this after the game last night. I would assume most Bucks fans were very, very leery and hesitant to check out the injury report today, just knowing how cautious this team is, especially we're, we're still, it may not be early, it's not late in the season, and how cautious this team is at this point. I think a lot of Bucks fans assume, uh, I don't know who's going to be playing. And when you, you got the confirmation this afternoon and saw, hmm, no Chris, we knew he'd be out, no Chris, Drew's back on the injury report, Joe Ingles is not going to play in a back-to-back, and George Hill is still out. I would venture to guess most Bucks fans thought a Raptors team that has frankly struggled this season, but is finally healthy, you probably thought, okay, night two of a back-to-back, we're not anywhere close to full strength. This team is, this is probably a loss. And you've lost five straight to the Raptors. So it's a nice win. Despite giving up a 21-point lead, it's a very nice win for being as down as you were and for night two of a back-to-back. It's even better when you see what Giannis does. And we'll get to the three-letter conversation in a moment, but I did mention you didn't see it early, especially in the first quarter, but the offense in this entire league this season has just been incredible, remarkable, whatever word you want to use to describe it. It's unlike anything we've seen. You had a 71-point game from Donovan Mitchell on Monday night. That same night, Clay Thompson scored 54 points. You have a 54-point night with 10 made threes, and nobody knew what happened because Donovan Mitchell scored 71 points in the same night. Then the very next night, Giannis scores 55 points. That 55-point performance from Giannis was a career best. It was the 14th time this season a player scored 50 or more points in a game. We have seen 88 different instances of a 40-point game. This season, you've got a 60 point game. Donovan Mitchell gave us our first 70 point game. Six players are scoring more than 30 points a game this season, including Giannis, who's third in the league in scoring. If you want to take it a step further, there's three that are averaging 29, anywhere from 29 up to 29.9. So you got three additional players in shouting distance of 30. That is the most we have seen ever. you got to go back 25 years. The last 25 years, we've seen three different instances where there have been three players averaging 30 points per game for an entire season. We've got six right now, and you can't rule out nine. 24 different players with 24 different seasons of 30 or more scored. There's been players that have done it more than once, but it's happened 24 times in the last 25 years that a player has averaged 30 points or more, and we've got six so far this season. Luka Doncic, 34.3 points per game. It's the most anyone has averaged in a season, and I know we're only halfway through, not even halfway through, but it's the most highest scoring average, I should say, since James Harden also averaged 34.3 in the 2019-2020 season. And that, when James Harden did it, was just one of two times a player averaged 34 or more since the 2005-2006 season. Seven teams have an offensive rating of 115 or better. The last four seasons combined, 
we've seen an offensive rating of 115 or better 11 times. The offense this season is just incredible. And that 88 number to me is the most astounding. 88 times a player has scored 40 or more points in a game. 14 50-point games at this point on the calendar year. It is the fastest. It's the most we've seen in 50-point games this early into the season. Scoring is not a problem this year. And there's a lot of variables that go into it. I think obviously what we've seen with advanced data and analytics and You've really figured out how to space the floor. It's a far cry from what we saw in the 80s and in the early 2000s. When you think back to a lot of 75 to 73 games in the, in the 80s and 90s, and you think about, man, that team gave up 100. We are not having the conversation anymore of, well, when's the last time they held an opponent under 100? Look at some of the scores tonight, 129, 126, 121 to 112, 117 to 114, 131 to 107. Right now, there are three games that are being played right now. There's 12 games on the schedule tonight. Only one game had both teams fail to score 100 points in Cleveland with the Cavs and the Suns. The game that's in the fourth quarter in San Francisco between the Pistons and the Warriors, both teams are going to get to 100. In Sacramento, the Hawks and the Kings, both teams are going to get to 100. The only one where it's, it's spotty is in Los Angeles where the banged-up Lakers and the so-so Miami Heat are struggling to get there. 12 games, and you're going to have four teams that maybe don't score 100 points. There is so much offense in this league that you continue to hear the talks of expansion. You can see why when you see 88 40-point games. 40 has become the new 30. When you used to look at, like, man, 30 points... Now 40 is becoming that. Where it's, yeah, he got, to, he got to 40. Let me know when he gets to 50. 88 times, 14 50-point games. And what Giannis is doing on a nightly basis, not just Giannis, Luka Doncic, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic. We'll get into that when we return, but it's January. I think it's early enough to talk about this field and this race for the MVP. There's some handicaps that Giannis and Nikola Jokic are dealing with, but this is... Even though it's January 4th, this is the deepest race for MVP I can ever remember. 855-616-1620, the number to join us. A couple of minutes left on the show tonight. We will have the conversation about MVP after this on Bucks Talk. 104-101 overtime win for the Bucks in Toronto, getting past the Raptors. And I said 88, but by the way, it's up to 89. 89 times a player has scored 40 or more points in a game this season after Kevin Durant just poured in 44 in a loss uh, in Chicago against the Bulls. So, again, Luka Doncic, 34-plus points per game. He was just named the player of the month in the West. Joel Embiid is second at 33.5 points per game. He was just named the player of the month in the Eastern Conference. Giannis is at 32.7 points per game. His scoring average dropped after a 30-point night tonight. Shea Gilgis alexander 30.9, Jason Tatum's at 30.8, Steph Curry's at an even 30, Kevin Durant is at 29.9, knocking on the door of 30. He would be our uh, seventh player to average 30 or more, and then you have Donovan Mitchell and LeBron James that are both averaging an even 29 points per game. So, look, what Nikola Jokic is doing this season, we didn't mention Nikola Jokic's name, but where Nikola Jokic has the field 
is triple doubles, nine of them. He's played 34 games, nine triple doubles, 25, a third of his games, basically. He's getting a triple double in. His season this year has been even better than either of the previous two MVP campaigns, and the Denver Nuggets are in first place in the Western Conference. Luka Doncic is just behind him with eight triple doubles. We've seen the Dallas Mavericks. That roster is not great. It's a lot of Luka Doncic carrying that team and leading the league in scoring. Luka Doncic, a guy coming into the season, a lot of people pegged as most likely to win the MVP. What Giannis is doing is incredibly difficult to ignore. He is a viable MVP candidate to be playing so, so few minutes without Chris Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday to be third in the league in scoring, to be tallying the triple-doubles again, to be routinely scoring 40 or more points, tied with Luka Doncic for the most 40-point games in the league this season. Jason Tatum's going to be in the mix with the Celtics near the top, and he's averaging 30. Steph Curry hasn't really played enough games, but if the Warriors come on, maybe. And Kevin Durant, I mean, the Nets aren't going away. We have really five really, really strong MVP candidates. And in most years, you're looking at two names, maybe three. Last few years, it was always, well, Giannis and and Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid's another guy that's in that mix, right? Five or six guys that have a legitimate chance approaching the midpoint of the season to win an MVP. This league is as healthy as it has ever been. We'll wrap up the show after this. As the Bucks get past the Raptors in overtime, we'll preview the matchup with the Hornets next on Bucks Talk. Wrapping things up here as the Bucks win night two of a back-to-back, taking down the Raptors in overtime, 104-101. Giannis, impressive once again, 30 points, 21 boards, 10 assists, second triple-double of the season, and second time in Bucks history, a triple-double with 30 or more points, 20 or more rebounds, and 10 or more assists. In the, uh, oh, by the way, news category, referee Tony Brothers speaking with a pool reporter after the game, crew chief Tony Brothers, I should say, uh, was asked to clarify what happened on that play we talked about with Bobby Portis, Seemingly clearly shoved out of bounds by uh, Pascal Siakam. It was uh, ruled out of bounds. It is a turnover. It gave the Raptors a chance to tie the game, which they did on that uh, three-pointer by Gary Trent Jr. And Tony Brothers said it was determined foul should have been called on that play. So thanks for nothing, Tony Brothers. Up next for the Bucks, return home to take on the Charlotte Hornets Friday night at Fiserv Forum. 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 is when our coverage begins. My thanks to Max Meyerson and Chris Larson for producing the program. Talk to you Friday night with more Bucks Talk.